It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is back after a two-year break for its 15th season. It's officially the longest-running live-action sitcom ever, nabbing the title from the 1950s series The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. However, Always Sunny has a ways to go before they surpass the 435 episodes that the Nelsons produced. With 156 episodes in the bag, it would take Mac, Dee, Dennis, Charlie, and Frank another 27 years to hit that 436 number, putting the gang well into their 70s and DeVito over the century mark. And that's not accounting for the steady decline in episode totals per season that we were getting because of the cast's busy careers and other projects. AP Bio, Mythic Quest, The Mick, the next Mario movie. But the immediate future is guaranteed as the show is under contract through season 18. Welcome to today's episode where we're discussing the first two episodes that came out December 1st on FXX and are available for streaming on Hulu. first two episodes 2020 a year in review and the game makes lethal weapon 7 which did you like more uh 2020 a year in review i, I like how you got to see like three different storylines punch incorporated frank and frank's imports and exports and garments and barments mm-hmm. i thought that out of the three of those i would probably pick uh the punch incorporated one the most but i did like kind of all of the references that they were making to the election even though i could kind of guess what the ending joke was however to each one uh no i'm talking about when they like all voted for kanye i thought that the ending was really funny too where they like i don't know photoshopped or like added themselves into things like the yeah you're jumping way ahead in this first episode though so let's like slow it down one thing i want to point out is that this was a very familiar formula for it's always sunny like the gang meets some authority figure whether it be a judge an arbiter a lawyer a doctor a principal movie director this case it was a ppp loan accountant right right played by yeah well-known comedian brian husky his job as with most in his position is just to sit there dumbfounded as the gang gets (laughs) an excuse to recount the various misguided or stupid ventures that they've been up to it was a little odd because at this point we're almost in 2022 and i was i I didn't know that gone on like a two-year hiatus but i thought it was strange that they decided to like kind of go 2020 in review because that's exactly what we were seeing last year with such things like the netflix film that came out the fake documentary or whatever and, and just other tv shows in general so i did find the references a little outdated but still good I don't mind the wait as long as the quality's there. Every time a show seems to go on hiatus for like a while and you think, okay, great, they're acquiring content, they're making stuff, Mm -hmm. they're letting the creative juices flow, then they come back for like less episodes. So how many episodes is this season supposed to be? um, This is eight, but like usually it's ten. That's what I meant by the episode decline in total per season over time. Like the only other season that had less than ten episodes up until now was the first season, which I think had like six or seven. So they're almost going back to their roots a little. (laughs) No, it's gone precipitously downward. It like had 13 and then 15 and then 13 and then uh, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Like that was basically the last 10 years was 10 episodes per season. But I thought maybe one of these days a show should ask for more time and then put out more episodes. Well, yeah, I mean, that would make more sense, but at this it point, wouldn't I, make more sense because obviously what they're doing is they have a bunch of other stuff that's going on right how now. How long in between did it usually take for seasons to come out? It took like a year, right? Before the pandemic. Sometimes a little more than a year, but yeah, on average a year. Yeah. Because they're in season 15 and they started in 2005. So give or take this last year, 
and you're you're right there. I, I've never watched the show religiously. I've seen a lot of episodes, though, so I know that this is a show that kind of does whatever it wants, but is there any particular point where the quality kind of turned downwards that fans are like, oh, after this season, it really isn't the same show? Or Did it jump like the that? shark? Yeah. I mean, subjectively, I would say that there are definitely better seasons than others. I didn't even see the last one, not because I wasn't looking for it, but just because it never had time to. But there have been strings of episodes I've been super disappointed in, and the better episodes definitely stand out. And those were majoritively from the first few seasons, or not, for first 10 seasons. It's definitely a show that can turn it on at any second, but it does like to rehash the same plot points over and over again and kind of have the same character arcs. So you know what you're getting, and that's what I meant by the formula of this episode was very similar to what I've seen before. The uniqueness comes from what you were talking about, which was what I think most people's favorite part is in that that's the ludicrous 2020 stories, the symbolism of stupid people causing worldwide problems. Like South Park did the same (laughs) thing because Randy being responsible for COVID is a lot similar to uh, Dennis or D and uh, Charlie outfitting the uh, QAnon shaman or Frank uh, causing Rudy Giuliani's like hair dye scare. But the thing that what you were saying about the familiar formula, it reminded me a lot of the liquor bank robbery episode where you saw each way that they would handle something. Like, for example, Charlie had the up reference and then you had uh, Danny DeVito eating the hot dog. Here it was very similar in that way. I also like Rudy Giuliani's. It's the second gas station. Yeah, yeah, gas station. Okay. But it's the second thing that I've seen now in a row that's shown Rudy Giuliani. Oh, yeah, that's right. So now we've seen another Giuliani after. So there's Dope Sick. What was the other one you saw it in? Uh, Hot Zone Anthrax. Yeah, Hot Zone Anthrax and now this. It's very popular. I like like his introduction here the most, almost introducing him as a pen. Out of the three storylines over the three PPP loans that they received, as soon as he started talking about hair dye, I knew where it was going. The other two, I wasn't sure because the first one, obviously, like you weren't supposed to know. Right. And then the last one, I was like, okay, furs, what what are we doing? And then by the end, that was a big twist. The other part of the formula, though, is that by the end of the episode, the person, whoever it is, always gets so flustered that they start swearing or getting getting really mad. They leave <laughs> and then the gang kind of just dismisses it and laughs it off and then celebrates. That's, that's always the same thing. So, I, 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 so in a way, it's like keeping it to its roots but at the same time showing, like, what's updated. And I have to say that when they said they vote for Kanye and then they did the Kanye West song, obviously... Because he was, like, a staunch Bernie Sanders fan. Yeah, I know, it was funny. I know that Glenn Howerton, I think, is also Democrat. But the thing is, is that they use the Kanye West song. It's one of his most famous ones, the Gimme Money song. But also, that's known as a political song now, ever since, like, 2005, when someone did a remix after Kanye West George said George Bush doesn't care about black people. That ended up being, like, a staple of that time period. So I found it funny that they used that song in that, that they got the well. rights to it yeah well. and, and give me shelter that came out of nowhere but it's like the actual recording so yeah i like those two parts a lot how much do you think that cost i don't know for rolling stones probably probably for it's both. not like they have much money much other money that they had to spend though it all took place basically in the bar or maybe on the street when they were like making signs for themselves and stuff. like but, but even every single that, scene doesn't seem like it was very expensive even with that it still feels like it's on a shoestring budget like this originally just started being a show that they got like a camera and then decided to make a pilot yeah for, everybody right? knows that story right so i mean Mac like in the end it. but in the end it's still like the fact that they were able to get those songs i still found funny as well yeah and then the forrest gump montage i was laughing too because that seemed so <laughs> 
different than what the show's done in the past. You've never really seen them just stick themselves in. Yeah, yeah no, I, Danny DeVito in the background uh, when Ruby Julian was there just randomly probably was the funniest part, but I also really like... Um, that one le- looked the least fake. That one and the one where Dennis looked backwards right. when he was kind of just confused at what was going on during the voting elections. Yeah. And, yeah. So going into Lethal Weapon Seven, that one, um, that one, I, I kind of felt like I was a little more disappointed in because it didn't feel like it had anywhere it was going. It reminded me more of what we've seen in the last few years with It's Always Sunny. If they don't have a specific point, they kind of just do a lot of callbacks. They bring in characters like Artemis Pepper Jack, who was obviously from one of their more famous episodes. Where oh, he really? Was so the he thug. he was so. in the episode where he was trying to bait a serial killer, I think, and then D was out there playing a hooker, and then... Uh, oh, wait, I Pepper think you Jack did show me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you did show me that a Maybe long time ago. Maybe a long time ago, yeah. yeah. But compared to Lethal Weapon 5 or 6, which we've also seen episodes for, like, this was probably my favorite out of the three of those, because those ones are usually not the strongest, well, from my here, point of view. Here, I guess, felt like... Like, they're probably a lot of fun to make, though. Well, yeah, but... I felt like they provided a lot more boomer humor in the second episode, which I don't know. I, they were I guess, making fun of like boomers in this episode more. They were playing it more satirically than we are used to. Yeah, seeing. there was a lot more of it. Like they're not usually like that, right? Like this season, it felt like it was more kind of politically motivated or had some type of. That's like, because you know, it is in the world. Like obviously, after fifteen seasons, you start to amp up, you know. And now everything that they're doing is like, as they said, uh, force dumping their way into huge well-known events over the last couple of years but back in the day like the biggest thing that they did was i think miss the world series and then make up the fact that they found like a murder Ooh, yeah. scene but that ended up not being true so this is it's getting less and less realistic so you're saying it's like jim from the office his pranks with dwight no because i don't think like this has gone down in quality that much so like i do have some questions for a true it's always sunny fan and i want to see if you can get them right okay but first i want to talk about the reviews unless you have stuff for, to for, talk for about this season. yeah we should talk more about this episode okay. though because we have barely touched upon it yeah so the they uh they are deciding now to try and make a more politically correct version of lethal weapon 7 so they're trying to cast like more diverse because people. the library had taken down the previous two yeah so five and six saying that it's insensitive but because of that they decide to try and uh and get more politically diverse cast so what they do is they hire a pimp named pepper jack and then uh frank is like obsessed with having to try and get like a sex scene in it and then they have to keep on re redoing the shoot and and like redoing the whole entire plot because of the fact that they feel like the villain is continually just worse and worse. At one point, it's D. She's a Karen, and then it's also Danny DeVito, who's like the original villain, like of Frank in the other films. Like, what did you think of John Cheadle's cameo? I, that obviously was not Cheadle. I, I I really just didn't find it that funny. I know that that's like. A, oh, what would you give it? Oh, that that episode probably like a four or five. Okay, that low, and then the first episode. The first episode, I'd give like an eight. I thought it was it was. It was what I expected. I'd give it like an eight and a seven. Not crazy bad for a comedy. Like I had a smile the whole time. I read one review that said I had a smile the whole time, but I never laughed. I did laugh in the first one. Well, uh, yeah, but in the second one, like it, it just felt like the, I, I also it, laughed at the tsunami wave the, in the second one. That when they showed it, not I, when they I, talked about. I got it. I got just done with that green screen gag like so so little into the episode because they continually were using it. I didn't also either find it like why did they. 
why I feel like going off on Karens and then going off on like the like the left and the right. And you didn't like you didn't the like political Dennis views. talking uh, to right. the, his dates or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like I liked it when he was like, I, I'm 27. Like at the very end, because they had brought that oh at the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Well, well that part's funny, but it was more just like when he was like, and then I decided to repeat everything. It was like a. <laughs> I felt like I was watching a Mr. Like, Mayor episode at that point. Like you were being spoon-fed what they thought their political right. message, like how to solve. Right, exactly, yeah. Okay. And and also just like like you were saying, this whole episode was just them trying to make the movie, which just in and of itself really isn't that interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, at this point in the show's career, like season 15, you're not going to lose any fan base. Oh, no, no, no. I know. And I hope it goes on forever. <laughs> like Supernatural, where I just hope that it kept on making seasons. Well, uh, yeah. And that's part of the reason why, like, all the reviews coming into it were so positive. But most of them had turned into BuzzFeed. Like, BuzzFeed had infiltrated every review that I read. What because, do you mean? Like, Vulture, 17 essential episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Paste, the 15 worst things that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia game yeah. has ever done. Uh, AB Club, the 10 most outrageous moments from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, it this takes was one or two of those is... lists before I just get like so bored of it after a while. Mm-hmm. And most of them agree on like what the best episodes are, like Nightman Cometh. Um, Charlie's Word, is that on there? Well, that's like the top rated one on IMDb. Mm-hmm. But how well do you know the show? And that's, I've got a little game for you here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because like I said, I've seen some episodes, but I don't think I've ever watched like a full season. Did you like the way that season or the second episode ended where Don Cheadle comes in at the end? and Yeah. Where it's a documentary and it's a passion. Yeah. yeah no, that, that, that was funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, so first question. Actually, it's not really a question. This one is a fact, but I need you to tell me which fact is true. Ready? Okay. Everyone knows the story of how the show got made. We even referred to it before. Basically, they pitched it as a bunch of like fa- <laughs> struggling actors. I won't say failing, but on basically no budget, they kind of filmed the pilot, brought it to FX. FX picked it up. But what isn't remembered is that back in 2005, another show, another comedy premiered on FX besides It's Always Sunny, which ultimately got canceled after the first season. And it was mm-hmm. extremely controversial but if they had picked that one up for a second season and canceled It's Always Sunny because only one could survive and they both had an audience, then It's Always Sunny would have died completely. Yeah, it would have been gone, right? Yeah. What was the name of that show? Either it was Rawhide Frontier, which was about a past his prime jockey who wants to switch careers and become a bullfighter by dressing up as a taller man of Mexican descent or Downs and Dirty, a man with Down syndrome wins the lottery only to have his neighbors, Candace and Lloyd Dirty, try to scam him out of using, uh, <laughs> sorry, scam him out of it using every trick of the, in the book. Or Starved, a sitcom about four friends with eating disorders who attend a shame-based therapy to bully them out of their bulimia, anorexia, and binge eating. One of those is an actual show that <laughs> FX put out next to It's Always Sunny, they, they're both politically, like, so, okay. pushy, you well, know? So, so you have the Down Syndrome one, you have the Starved one, and then you have the uh, the first one, which was the guy who, like, tries to dresses up as a Mexican wrestler. Is that it? Mexican uh, bullfighter. But he's very short. Because this he's was in jockey. 2005? This was in 2005, and even before the show came out, there was backlash. I'm going to go with the first one. Rawhide Frontier? Yeah. No. I'll let you pick if it's between the second two, because I'm curious if you're going to get it on that one. Okay, well, I'd go with probably the more offensive one, the Down Syndrome one. No, it's actually the Starved one. 
a lot of organizations or foundations that are trying to fight eating disorders definitely did not like the idea <laughs> of people being bullied into or being made fun of for their And you're saying that disorders. that had an audience? Yeah, the poster of it is literally these people inside a giant donut. <laughs> kind of, I think Simpsons donut, like the picture of that, but like them inside. Any it. famous people? Um, I didn't look that far okay. into it, <laughs> but it got a couple episodes. It got canceled, and they continued with "It's Always Sunny." Which how I think how was would the they? Better decision. Well, yeah, I mean, because like that one, the the uh, starred one has more of a story, so it feels like fifteen seasons in, it would be like, how have these people not resolved their? Eating? Oh, I don't think it would have lasted fifteen seasons, but it, <laughs> whatever. All right, the next one is a true or false. Okay, it's. The original title for the show was Bar City Blues. True or false? Bar City Blues? Bar City Blues. Uh, I'm trying to think back to that Charlie Day uh, graduation speech he gave. I would say... Wait, Bar City Blues. Wait a minute. Bar City... I'm going to go with false. It is false. All right. It's Always Sunny had a score of 9.2 back in 2012, but dropped to 8.8. Wow. Where it stayed for the last eight years. In 2020, 9.2. It's always, okay, is that true or false? Uh, I'm going to go with, well, it did, it did fall to 8.8, so I'm going to go with true. Yes. Yeah, wow, 9.2, well, what season was it in 2012? I think IMDb, like, readjusted its ratings as a whole, so a lot of shows dropped. Well, it wasn't just 2013. I know there's been specific years where TV episodes have risen to, like, incredibly high scores. Like, well, it's not about the episode, it's about the show, and it seems like if... It hasn't been the same show in the last 10 years that it was at the beginning, <laughs> yet it's remained the same 8.8 rating, ups and downs. So right. I guess it's just so entrenched as that it would take a really big downward spiral or a really to, yeah. big upwind to move it at all, right? Yeah. All right, so you were right about that one. It's Always Sunny recently started its own podcast last month with Glenn, Rob, and oh, Charlie. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 that's true. They're yeah, going yeah. through every single episode. They're only in the first season right now. Wow. So... We beat them to this episode, or both of these episodes. <laughs> Last one, true or false? You know, Rob, he's married to Caitlin Olson. Right. He owns Max Tavern in Philly, so an actual bar in Philly, and I've been there. True or false? True. True. But I stumbled upon it when I was in Philly. What do you mean you stumbled? Did like, you, I, was, I was thinking, well, maybe it's around here, and then I look up, and there it was. So did you actually, like, walk in and order yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, but they weren't there. That would be cool. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was the end of the true or false um, and then kind of like an extra bonus that if you got it right, you would like make up for any previous answers that you missed because I'm not mm, sure. If you okay. Did this. Yeah. Which World Series did they miss in the show? Oh, okay. Well, uh, there was the, um, which one? Which one? So mm. many years ago. I mean, who was in it? Uh, it should be the, pretty obvious. Well, Philadelphia. So obviously. Philadelphia is the Phillies. Yes. Yeah, okay, Philadelphia Philly. Yeah, because he's like a big fan of Ryan Howard or whatever. 2007? 2008. No, that's the one I was going to guess 2008, and then I... I, I you didn't. No. And so we have to end the podcast <laughs> on a sad note. That's the one I was going to... I guess guess seven because I was like, Thanks well, it might be here. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.